ஓம் நம சிவாய 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 ஹய நம பார்வதி பதை ஹர் ஹர் மகாரியோ today we begin the study of the third chapter of bhagavad gita but before we go into this chapter again a little background of bhagavad gita and the previous uh, two chapters which we have seen so bhagavad gita is a manual of our life given to us directly by the creator himself so it is very authentic the study of bhagavad gita gives us wisdom which ultimately lead us to the state of enlightenment instead of living in this world instinctively or living in this world only by mere perceptual knowledge or by worldly knowledge we can live in this world as an enlightened being at present and even in the olden times only rare few individuals is to gain the state of enlightenment but all of us are potentially capable of attaining the state of enlightenment it is not meant for only a few bhagavad gita is given out in the background of this mahabharata war it is the war between the good and the bad pandavas and the kauravas the hero of the pandavas is the is arjuna 
and the villain of the kauravas is duryodhana so though this war was it became ultimately inevitable and arjuna had to fight this war to defend dharma but he got confused in the battlefield he became little scared also of death his own death death of his own family members his brothers his uncles his uh, teachers and he also became little confused regarding the uh, meaning behind this war whether it is righteous whether we really need to fight this war he was confused regarding dharma so, and this led to great uh, sadness which ultimately became sort of dejection and he surrenders to bhagwan sri krishna and tells him request him to please explain to me teach me what is dharma what is my dharma so bhagwan begins his teaching by revealing him the nature of his own self not knowing ourselves who we are is the basic uh, cause for all our problems and confusions and sorrows in life we have to understand and gain our own what we call identity of our own self so in the second chapter which is the which is the essence of the entire bhagavad gita bhagwan first reveals the nature of this self to arjuna he conveys to him that you are that self you are that atma you are that pure consciousness which is neither born nor does it die and it is not confined only to your body but it is all pervading at present you are not aware of it you have identified with your body but when you come to recognize your own self the nature of your own self you will become free of all your bondage and live in this world as an enlightened being so the nature of the self which was revealed was uh, called sankhya buddhi sankhya buddhi knowledge of the self but in order to reach this state of enlightenment what is required is we need to go into the state of samadhi nirvikalpa samadhi the mind the intellect the senses should be quieten so that we come to realize ourselves as we are because at present we are as though colored by the senses the mind and the intellect our real nature is not recognized so we need to transcend our senses our mind our intellect and that is called the state of samadhi or nirvikalpa samadhi in that state of nirvikalpa samadhi one comes to realize 
one's own nature as we are. Once it is realized, we can again see the body, see the world, and live in this world as enlightened being. But one cannot reach the state of samadhi easily. For that, what we require is knowledge, theoretical understanding and conviction about the nature of our own self. In order to gain that knowledge, we should require proper qualification of our mind and intellect. Just as in the world also, if we want to gain any specific knowledge, we require some qualification. Similarly, to gain this knowledge of the self, to gain that state of enlightenment, certain qualifications of the mind, of the intellect is required. Certain ability to discriminate, vivek, vairagya, dispassion, quietude of the mind, faith, single-pointedness of the mind, complete control over our senses, over our mind, all these are required. How to gain them? How to gain this qualification? Where can we go to gain this qualification? Bhagavan says you don't have to go anywhere. You have to just transform your attitude while living in this world, doing your, performing your duties. By merely transforming your attitude in performing your duties, slowly and steadily you will be able to gain this qualification. That attitude behind our duties, that attitude which, we, which can make our mind pure and fit for knowledge is called the attitude of Karma Yoga. So the great technique of Karma Yoga was also revealed in the second chapter wherein Bhagavan says you perform your, uh, fulfill your responsibilities dedicating all your actions to the Lord as His uh, worship, keeping totally detached and without having even attachment for the results of action and taking whatever comes as prasad. You perform your action, it will slowly and steadily take you to the ultimate goal, which is enlightenment. So what is the nature of an enlightened person that was also revealed in the last 18 verses of the second chapter? Stita Pradnya Lakshana. Enlightened person is one who is completely content and satisfied in his own self. One who doesn't have any more desires left in his heart to achieve anything. There is no sense of incompleteness. There is complete fulfillment. As a fulfilled, as a content, as a peaceful, enlightened being, he lives in this world blessing everyone who come in contact with him. Even at the last minute of our life, if we attain this state of realization, we will be free. So thus, in the second chapter, Bhagwan revealed the entire essence of 
Bhagavad Gita, the path of karma and also that state of knowledge. Now having listened to this very carefully, maybe not very carefully, Arjuna got a doubt. See, Arjuna did not want to fight this uh, war. He was hesitating to fight this war. And here when he heard Bhagavan Krishna telling him the importance of knowledge, importance of the state of enlightenment and how great it is. And compared to that, all karmas are also not so great. They are inferior. They create bondage. So having heard this, Arjuna got this doubt that on one hand you tell me the greatness of this knowledge and on the other hand you also tell me to fight this war, to perform karma. So it is clear confusing to me. I don't understand. Why don't you advise me not to fight this war and just sit somewhere and meditate? That is the best thing. I can just drop all this war business Go to the Himalayas, sit quietly, take sannyas, sit quietly and meditate. Because ultimately if you have to meditate and realize the truth, why perform action? And why perform this ghora karma, this terrible action of war? So Arjuna begins this third chapter, I will give you a summary of the third chapter. So he begins this third chapter by asking this question. So when Bhagwan heard this question, he came to know what exactly is the confusion in Arjuna's mind. He came to know that Arjuna is not very clear about the relationship between knowledge and action. Though, action, though knowledge is the ultimate goal, action cannot be renounced. Action is important to qualify us to reach that goal. Like the example I had given last time also of pole vaulting. Though ultimately we have to drop the pole and jump across, but in order to reach that height, we need the help of the pole. We can't jump without the help of the pole. So relationship between karma and knowledge is revealed to Arjuna in the beginning. And then Bhagwan goes on to explain why we should perform action gives various reasons and then he also explains in detail once we are convinced that we have we have to perform action how we should perform action both the things are important why we should perform action and how should we perform our actions so elaborately the attitude of karma yoga is explained with examples. After explaining this, Bhagwan also tells us who goes beyond this uh, bondage of action, the state of that person, a realized master who goes beyond the bondage of action. Also, but still that person acts in this world. A realized master also acts in this world. So what is the inspiration behind a realized master to act in this world? Because he has got nothing to gain, nothing to lose, but still they act. We have so many great masters in this world, 
who performed action. So what is the inspiration behind their action? That is also elaborately explained. Then what exactly is the mechanism behind action? How action happens? What are the various factors which are involved because of which action happens? Is it something which is performed by the body or by the mind or by the intellect or by that Atma or by some other factor? What, how exactly the action happens? That mechanism is also revealed and the importance of performing our uh, uh, Swadharma properly is being told to Arjuna. Then, at the end of this chapter, Arjuna raises another doubt, another question. That there are people who, even after knowing what is right, still perform or go into the wrong path. Even after knowing what is good, they commit sin, against, as though against their will. So, what is that which forces us? To commit sin. That question is also elaborately answered by the Lord and thus concludes, I mean, later on, huh? concludes the third chapter, which has 43 shlokas, but most fascinating chapter. And when we understand this and follow the path which is shown to us, then we can say we have really begun our spiritual journey, which will culminate in the state of enlightenment. So with this little uh, background, let us uh, begin the study. Om Shri Paramatmane Namaha Atha Tritiyo Dhyayaha Arjuna Vacha Jayasi Chetkarmanaste Mata buddhir janardana Tatkim karmani ghore maam Niyo jayasi keshava So this uh, chapter begins with uh, Arjuna's question Arjuna Vacha, he asked. The whole Bhagavad Gita, as you know, is a dialogue between the teacher and the student. So, student, when there, whenever there is a doubt, whenever some things are not clear, is uh, free to ask question. Not free to question the teacher, but free to ask question. Free to Oh, ask so that the whole thing becomes clear. So that is our great ancient uh, tradition, which is uh, there even in the Upanishads. Upanishads also we have students coming and asking question 
to the teacher and their dialogue is uh, what we know as the Upanishad. So here, after listening very attentively to Bhagwan Sri Krishna, but uh, when we listen, we also have our own own prejudices, we have our own fears, we have our own likes and dislikes within, which prevents us from understanding exactly what the teacher is telling. Sometimes we superimpose our own ideas on the on the philosophy or the or the thing which is conveyed to us. So here Arjuna had a, a feeling that I should not fight this war. He didn't want to fight this war. Therefore he listened to Bhagwan and he got this opportunity wherein he came to know that he is talking about knowledge and he also says that karma is far more inferior compared to knowledge. So after listening to this, he asked this question, Ki He Janardana, O Bhagwan Sri Krishna, Ki according to you, your opinion, Te Mata, Jayasi Chet Karmanaha Buddhihi, if karma or the buddhi is superior than karma, buddhi means the state of enlightenment, buddhi means that wisdom of the self, if wisdom of the self is superior to performing karma, because karma involves the sense of doership, karma involves understanding the good and bad, karma also may lead to attachment, attachment to the action itself, may lead to attachment to the result, may lead to so many complications. Once you start some action, it leads to so many trouble only. So many people, they think that just drop everything and sit back and relax. Why start? Why go into that trouble? So if knowledge is superior than action, then hey, Janardana, tat kim karmani ghore maam niyojiyasi, then why you are engaging me into this action. And what is this terrible action? Is ghora karma, he said. It's not an ordinary, simple duty. It's a very, very hard, very, very terrible killing, killing my own people. If it was something simple, something good, then I would have enjoyed performing that action. But here I am not very keen to perform this action. It's terrible. Ghora karma. And you are forcing me as though propelling me that you know, get up and fight. Uttishthata. Stand up and fight this war. So I don't understand. Hmm? Hey Keshava, I am thoroughly confused by this. Tatkim karmani ghore maam niyojiyasi Keshava. So why not just tell me that, okay, forget about this war and just focus your attention on listening to the scriptures, on contemplating, on meditating. Many people actually, because of this misunderstanding, similar to what Arjuna is revealing here, they drop all their actions and they just become more and more lazy only. In the name of spirituality, they become lazy or they become confused and roam around in the world.
totally confused. So Arjuna asked this question and Bhagwan was maybe quite surprised that how come he asked this question? I had explained everything so clearly to him but still he is raising this question. So he didn't say anything. So when he didn't say anything, Arjuna thought, let me explain the question further. So he says, Vyami Shreneva Vakena Buddhim Mohaya Sevame Tadekam Vadanish Chitya Ye nashre yoham apnuyam. Vyamishre neva vakena buddhim moha yasi eva me. That, uh, hey, Bhagwan Sri Krishna, that you are as though confusing me by your perplexing this speech, Vyamishre na mishrit, by your contradictory statements because at one place you say knowledge is superior and another place you say you have to perform action and ultimately we have to transcend action because action leads to all bondage and all the scriptures talk about bondage of action, karma bandhan because karma karma leads to more and more desires and they are propelled by desires so, karmas are propelled by desires and lead to desire. Desires themselves also create lot of bondage. So, knowingly that this is a path of trouble, you are forcing me or propelling me, motivating me in that direction. So, I am confused. Vyamishrena Iva. He uses the word Iva. Iva means as though. Arjuna is so respectful towards Bhagwan Sri Krishna. He is not directly saying that you are confused and please. He doesn't say that you are, you are purposely confusing me or your statements are contradictory. He says, I understand, I have understood them as contradictory. So my understanding might be wrong, not your expressing it. So Vamishrena Iva Vakena Buddhim Mohayasi Iva as though you are confusing me, as though. I am not saying that you are confusing me, but as though I, you are confused. Your statements are a bit confusing. So therefore, O Shri Krishna, Tad Ekam Vada. Therefore, you tell me one thing which I have to follow. Nishchitya. Firmly, for certain, you tell me one thing which I have to do. Karma or knowledge. Because they are contradictory. Like in a state of meditation, when we gain that state of enlightenment, in that state, no action happens. It is Transcending all action. So when one follows this path of knowledge, one has to slowly and steadily uh, reduce the action and transcend, ultimately transcend that action. 
It's like somebody telling us that you sleep, but you also do your other work. Both the things you should do, simultaneously. Like while listening to Pravachan, sometimes people do. So you, you do that work and you sleep also. But if I am asleep, I cannot do any work. And if I am doing any work, then I am not asleep. Because both of them are different in different state. Similarly, action happens in a different state. Knowledge happens in a different state. And you are telling me the importance of knowledge and also forcing me into this action. So I am not very clear about it. So therefore, you tell me one thing, nishchitya, certainly. Because Arjuna was an army person who likes the instruction clear-cut like. Not a politician who might accept some, yes, maybe, dekhenge, karenge. Such statements are okay for a politician. But for an army officer, the statement should be clear. You cannot just give command, okay, if you like, you can shoot, otherwise you can come back. <laughs> should be clear cut, come on. Similarly here, Bhagavan, our Arjuna says, please tell me clear cut. Should I perform action or should I just drop everything and focus my attention on knowledge? Okay, no doubt while performing, gaining knowledge, some little action we have to do, but the focus is on gaining knowledge. Like those research scholars, their focus is on doing research. While doing research, they perform other actions and all, maintaining their body, but focus is on knowledge. So, ekam vadanishchitya yena shreyo ham apnuyap. Apnuyam. Tell me one thing by which I can attain Shreya. Shreya means good. See, this reminds us, as I had mentioned before also, I think, about this path which is show, indicated in the scripture, that there are two, this path which lead us to two different goals. One is called Shreya and another is called Preya. The path of good leading us to the ultimate state of enlightenment, Nishreyas, and the path of pleasant, which leads us into more and more bondage. And these two paths and two goals come in front of us all the time. So we have to choose. And if we choose the path of good, it will take us steadily towards our ultimate goal. So, sometimes these two paths are so mixed up that we don't know which will lead where. Just like we come across certain roads and all, they are so so confusing, especially in a big city like uh, uh, this Delhi. So many uh, turning and so many uh, exit and uh, what they call flyovers and all, so you don't know which path will take us where. At times people want to go here and then they... Uh, take the wrong turn and return home. So, please tell me that which will lead me to Shreya, the path of karma or the path of knowledge, because both I cannot do together. Hmm. 
सुतदेकम वद निश्चित्य येन श्रेयो अहम आपनुयाम सो आफ्टर लिसनिंग टू दिस क्वेश्चन भगवान अंडरस्टूड द स्टेट ऑफ अर्जुनस माइंड दो ही हैड लिसन टू द एंटायर दिस टॉक ऑन द सेकंड चैप्टर अबाउट द नेचर ऑफ दैट सेल्फ एंड आल्सो द इंपॉर्टेंस ऑफ कर्मयोग भगवान हैड रिवील्ड बट इट वाज नॉट वेरी क्लियर सो नाउ भगवान एक्सप्लेन्स थरली इन दिस चैप्टर द पाथ ऑफ कर्मयोग व्हिच वाज हिंटेड इन द सेकंड चैप्टर वेट सीन दैट कर्मण्येवाधिकारस्ते माफलेशु कदाचन ऑल्सो योगस्तकुरुकर्मत्व कर्मज्यायो ह्य कर्मण ऑल दिस वॉज मेन्शन बट वॉज नॉट क्लियर टू अर्जुन सो भगवान नाउ मेक्स इट वेरी क्लियर हियर सो लेट एस सी द थर्ड श्लोक श्री भगवाच लोकेस्मिन्विधानिष्ठा पुरा प्रोक्ता मयानघ ज्ञानयोगेन सांख्यानां कर्मयोगेन योगिनां हां श्री भगवान वाच भगवान श्री कृष्ण who is speaking here as ishwaram identified with that supreme reality which is the very substratum of this entire world who is the very self of all beings who pervades all who is also the the karma phala data the giver of the results of action so as bhagwan he speaks He says that लोकेस्मिन द्विविधानिष्ठा पुरा प्रोक्ता मयानघ हे अनघ ओ सिनलेस अर्जुन फर्स्ट यू अंडरस्टैंड दैट दिस कर्म एंड दिस नॉलेज आर टू टू पाथ्स और टू वॉट यू कॉल टू स्टेट्स ऑफ कन्विक्शन दे आर टू स्टेट्स ऑफ कन्विक्शन निष्ठा बट दे आर नॉट टू डिफरंट they are both complementary they are like two fold path lokes mean vividhanishtha pura prokta mayanagha that in this world i have in the ancient time revealed this two fold path here bhagwan not only pura means before before not only in the second chapter he has mentioned about it but he also hints that this path was revealed in the beginning of creation there are these two paths in this world the path of action and the path of knowledge though we call them by various names in all the religions of this world or in and the entire human race we have this two fold path the first path is related to karma and the second step is related to the state of enlightenment action leading ultimately to the state of enlightenment 
that path of action itself then are categorized and divided into various uh, what you call uh, categories like we say of action of upasana of various uh, we do vrata or dana all this involve karma only all this involve action so there are these two fold path lokes mean one is jnana yogena sankhyanam and karma yogena yoginam jnana yog and karma yog and both this path are meant for two different types of personalities one is sankhya sankhya means those who are contemplative those who have reached a high degree of purity of their mind and those who are now fit to enter the state of meditation for such evolved uh, beings is given the path of jnana yoga and those others who are not yet at this stage who are involved in action who have lots of desires in their mind who have many many different types of uh, ambitions and um, different impurities are also there in the mind like kama krodha lobha moha madha matsar for them bhagwan says is shown the path of karma karma yoga action and even actually the beauty of this is that even those who don't know anything about this scriptures they also follow this unknowingly everyone in the state of ignorance everyone follows the path of karma not exactly karma yoga but karma as a human being all of us understands the importance of action when a de- desire arises in our mind we know that it can be fulfilled through action either action of suppose you are in at home and suddenly that desire comes that uh, of even drinking water you are thirsty and the desire comes that oh let me have a glass of water that desire comes now once that desire comes one thing you can do is if there is somebody you can do the action of speaking hmm please give me a glass of water sometimes this action doesn't give the result pani chahiye to aap khud dhoot ke le lo hame time nahi hai so when that action doesn't work sometimes you can throw things here and there do some halla gulla but at times that also doesn't work then you have to lift your body from that sofa keep that remote control on the table and walk towards the kitchen and take out that bottle which is there in the refrigerator because you like to drink cold water but when you remove that bottle it is already empty then you get and now it is khali pani ka bottle andar rakha hai and all then you pick up another one and drink so this action is required to fulfill your desires desires keep coming in our mind 
we cannot stop those desires from coming in the initial stages desires keep coming so we are propelled to perform action so all those who are at this stage in their spiritual evolution action with a particular attitude is the path hmm so they are called the yogis they are called the seekers who take action as their sadhana so they follow the path of karma yoga whether we are doing upasana that is also karma yoga whether we are doing some tirtha yatra or japa or tapa all these are karma yoga only it involves karma they are then named differently but essentially they are all karma yoga even doing puja is karma yoga japa tapa vrata dana dakshina all these are karma yoga jnana yoga starts from shravan shravan manan and niridhyasan listening to the scriptures contemplating on the scriptures and then meditating on the truth and reaching the state of samadhi is the path of jnana yoga sometimes they talk about both these paths as the bahiranga sadhana and antaranga sadhana the spiritual practice external spiritual practice then inner spiritual practice is like suppose you want to go to a temple and which is far away then we take the help of some vehicle and go to the temple but after reaching that temple we have to leave that vehicle and just walk toward the temple and when we reach the gate of the temple we have to leave our chappals also behind and then walk barefoot everyone who comes to that temple will have to walk barefoot they have to leave everything behind that is the path for everyone but what will bring them to the temple uh, can be various different types of vehicles so similarly this karma yoga is a path of action which brings us to the temple of enlightenment and reaching there we have to walk the path of shravan manan niridhyasan listening contemplating and meditating on the truth so bhagwan says hey arjuna understand this very clearly there this is a twofold path and you cannot follow the path of knowledge without preparing yourself to karma yoga it's not possible this is mentioned in later chapters also in the in the sixth chapter also bhagwan says that nayas sanyast sankalpah yogi bhavati kashchana that without dropping all your Uh, desires and all your sankalpa by following the path of karma yoga you cannot then follow this meditation that arurukshor munir yogam karma karanam uchyate yoga arodhasya tasyeva shamak karanam uchyate that those who want to follow the path of dhyana meditation first should purify and prepare themselves through karma and then once they are prepared when they sit at the state of in the seat of meditation they should have the energy and the ability to drop all action it's very interesting 
then it is possible. But if one is not prepared, then sitting at the seat of meditation, that fellow will perform action, will create all sorts of confusion, will create disturbance for himself and others also. So, jnana yogena sankhyanam, karma yogena yoginam. Therefore, hey Arjuna, though in the second chapter I mentioned about sankhya buddhi and karma buddhi, and sankhya buddhi is the ultimate, but karma buddhi and following the path of karma yoga is very important. And for you, this karma yoga I am advocating, because you have not reached that state where you can follow jnana yoga. Bhagwan Krishna understood the state of Arjuna and he advised him that you follow Karma Yoga. Nene, I want to meditate. Nene. You follow path of Karma Yoga. You have not yet reached. See, he did not say that, no, no, you are my friend, I will just use, you know. He, he says, you have not reached where you can drop all action and meditate. You have to follow the path of karma yoga. So this is very important shloka which tells us the relationship of knowledge and karma. Knowledge and karma, uh, the final state of uh, enlightenment, if you want to reach, we have to drop karma. But in the beginning, we have to follow the path of karma. Now Bhagwan gives various reasons why we cannot reach this state of enlightenment by dropping action, by not performing action. He says, Nakarmanamanarambhat Naishkarmyam Purushoshnute Nachasanyasanadeva Siddhim samadhi gachati. He says that na karmanam anarambhat, by not non-performance of action will not lead a person into the state of meditation. Naishkarmyam purusha na ashnute. That state of meditation or state of enlightenment is is named differently in our scriptures. One name for it is Naishkarmya, state of Naishkarmya. Naishkarmya means freedom from all action. Karma means action. Naishkarmya, state of actionlessness. The state of enlightenment is a state of actionlessness. What do you mean? We see the realized master acting, we see them thinking, we see them talking. What does it mean reaching the state of actionlessness? It means identifying with the self which is free from action. Actions are happening but at the level of their body, at the level of their mind, at the level of their intellect. But they are seated in a state of actionlessness. It's like a person who is seated in the on the, what you call, uh, lighthouse. The action is happening around in the ocean. Lots of waves and lot of uh, agitation is happening in that waters there. But the 
lighthouse is perfectly still, perfectly peaceful. Or sometimes you can see in our uh, our fans, there are certain fans in the center. They have nice uh, light also, and the the what is it called? Blades they keep on moving. But that light is absolutely still. The light is not moving. The light is absolutely still, but all around the light, heavy movement happens. Similarly, an enlightened person is established in that light of consciousness. And around him, lot of actions are happening, but he is not in a state of action. He has reached that state of action by understanding that I am not the doer. So his actions the, at the level of the body is not arising from a sense of doership. It is not arising from a desire. It is happening according to the laws of Prakriti then. So a realized master is established in a state of no action, which is the nature of the self. Therefore this state is called Naishkarmya, state of actionlessness. So here Bhagavan says this state is attained by knowledge, by going into the state of meditation. This state cannot be attained by not performing action at the physical level. Because even when we don't perform action, the sense of doership is still there. Whether we perform action forcefully at the level of our body or try not to act, still I have that sense of doership. Still there is identification with the body, with the mind. So by not performing action, we cannot reach the state of meditation. Hmm. Like suppose a person says that, oh, I want to become a doctor. And the doctor, he sees that he is having a stethoscope around his neck and wearing a type of dress. So he goes to the market, buys all those things. Just by wearing those dress will not make that fellow a doctor. Similarly, just by forcefully not performing action, one cannot attain the state of enlightenment. One has to transcend action. Because performing or not performing action also involves a sense of doership. So, na karmanam anarambhat naishkarmyam purushah ashnute. A human being cannot attain the state of enlightenment by non-performance of action. Nor can he attain the state of enlightenment by dropping all action and taking sannyas. Hmm. Nacha sannyasanad eva siddhim samadhigachati. By just taking sannyas and dropping all action dropping all our kartavya karma and saying that I will, uh, I have renounced everything. By just merely renouncing, one cannot attain this state of enlightenment. Because it is attained through knowledge, not by mere non-performance of action. Meditation is not just non-performance of action. Meditation is a state of transcending action. 
misunderstanding and not knowing this particular thing, people generally, they feel that I can reach that state by not, and that is what they do in the state of meditation. They try to drop all action at the level of their body, at the level of their mind. They try not to think also. But it's not possible like that. And one keep on getting frustrated more and more. Please teach me how to meditate. They make their body still. Then they do pranayam and all. Quieten the mind. And then they try to stop the thinking. <laughs> it doesn't. Because the thinking will not stop. It will go on. You have to transcend the thinking. As long as you are identified with the mind, the mind will keep on thinking. It is a foolish uh, what you call activity to keep on trying to stop the mind. Sometimes we feel, oh, I have stopped the mind. That is also another thought. It's also a thought that I have stopped the mind. I am not thinking. Achha? It's like somebody saying that I am not talking. So one cannot stop action from happening by force. And by not performing action, even if one attains that non-performance of action for a short time, one will not reach the state of enlightenment. So, nacha sanyasana deva siddhim samadhi gachati. Why do you say so? See, this uh, whole thing is revealed so logically. The most beautiful thing is to understand the logic and then the whole thing will become very clear. So, if one says that uh, one can attain the state of, one cannot attain the state of enlightenment merely by stopping the action, why not? Why not? What is the problem? So in the next words, Bhagavan says, Nahi kaschit kshanam api karma krita Karyate Yavashak Karma Sarva Prakriti Jair Gunaihi He says that, hey Arjuna, you understand that Nahi Kaschikshanamapi, that it is not possible even for a second to remain without performing action. Means even for a second, you cannot stop the activities at the level of your body, your mind and intellect. It is not possible. Try not to circulate the blood in your body. I will stop all this traffic flow. In the city we can stop, some VIP movement we stop. But here, everything happens. Try not to breathe for some few minutes. Try not to... Uh, uh, what you call not to have this uh, cells growing try not to have all the functioning of the body happening not possible just by stopping the body the sitting at one place folding our legs and hands and closing our eyes one cannot reach the state of meditation it's just wastage of time hmm. No doubt it, it one feels very nice because laziness makes us very happy. What are you doing now? I am meditating. 
but all this work and no no this meditation time so you feel very nice and poor other people then they work because you are meditating so somebody has to do that work so they do that work so bhagwan says that it is not possible in nature to remain without activity action is the very nature of nature you can take an atom you cannot stop that electron from moving it will keep on moving you can't stop it neither can you force it to move faster it cannot move faster also it will move in its own pace because it is a natural thing it doesn't depend on our thinking and all it just moves so we cannot stop the body from acting even for a second nahi kashchit kshanam api kashchit means even a little bit of time even for a short time can anybody stay without performing action jato tishtati akarma krud can remain free from action action led here he is talking about at the level of the body mind intellect one cannot thoughts will keep coming because they come from our past from the samskara from prakriti bhagwan says karyate hi avashak karma you will be forced to perform action by whom by this prakriti by the gunas of prakriti by the sattva gun rajogun tamogun will force you to perform action only if you are dead you can relax and sit back but once we are alive then the prakriti our nature will force action to happen even a person who is in coma the action at the level of the body keeps happening still there is growth still the hairs grow still the nails grow can't stop similarly at the our speech we keep talking in our mind our mind also keep creating thoughts and emotion constantly so action cannot be stopped full stop it cannot be stopped and if one thinks that meditation is stopping action then something wrong with that person it is not stopping action it is transcending action it is going and recognizing our own self which is free from action it's like uh, the waves which are there happening in the ocean you cannot stop the waves from happening coming but you can be on the shore free from all waves free from all movement peaceful that is possible you can transcend the waves but you cannot stop the waves from functioning similarly we can transcend action by reaching the state of actionlessness which is the nature of the self and even when we reach that state of actionlessness action at the level of body mind keeps happening so it is not possible bhagwan says to stop action karyate hi avashah forcefully you will be made to act by whom by this prakriti so prakriti is the impressions which are stored in our unconscious mind they are stored from the past lives also they are stored and they keep coming up and keep making us act 
even in the state of sleep we are acting even if we die and are born again again the action continues the action keeps on happening non stop and because of this non stop action only the evolution has happened others all of us would have remained as singular single celled what you call creatures only because of the constant expression of nature as action there is evolution which is happening different types of beings are born different mutations and all those keeps on happening even in future actually human beings will also transform to become some other creature some of our organs are getting kya bolte hai usko like appendix and all whatever it is called they don't have any functions they so new organs might come in future maybe some more fingers to type on the computer might come who knows or built in mouse can be there because <laughs> we are entering the computer system the nature also will see that this fellow is using so much so let me give him one mouse built in possible so action which is propelled by prakriti uh keeps on happening nobody can stop it if you think you can stop it is just fooling yourself we can we can suppress it to a little extent we can change it a little bit we can imagine that we have stopped it but we cannot stop action and non performance of action is not called meditation somebody wrote a book on meditation he says it is um, it is um, meditation for those who do nothing and who like to still do less meditation so non performance of action is gautam buddha sitting and meditating and another lazy person sitting there and trying to imitate him they are in two different state altogether they may outwardly look same their mind also might appear to be same but they are at different level altogether so karyate hi avashak karma sarva prakriti jair gunaihi so this prakriti has got these three gunas sattva gun raja gun tamo gun nature prakriti means nature nature expresses at three different levels tamo gun is inertia what in physics and all we call inertia rajogun is activity and satvagun is intelligence you can take any part of this nature even a tiny little cell or tiny little atom it has got inertia it has got some matter which has got inertia then it has got activity all the electrons and all moving and it has got intelligence behind those activity means some pattern some law it is not haphazard it follows certain law it follows certain pattern or intelligence that intelligence is called the sattva gun so this we see in living beings also there is matter which 
which uh, makes up their body. Then there is activity in the body happening and there is intelligence behind this activity. Even a tiny little ant, there is intelligence behind its movement. One can study, one can understand them. And the way they built those ant hills and all is quite amazing. It's like skyscraper. Even our skyscrapers are nothing in front of those ant hills. Compared to the size of that ant, it is so tall that it is, uh, it can be compared to the ant, it can be considered as the tallest skyscrapers in the world. With so many division and compartment and all, and everything is happening so very wonderfully. Beautiful. So what, how do they manage? It is not the idea of one ant which plans and says that is a karlo. All of them working simultaneously. Nobody is giving instruction to nobody. And everyone works simultaneously and a beautiful that uh, ant hill is built. From where? They have intelligence. And they have activity. And there is inertia. There is uh, the jadatva. Matter. So this inertia or matter is called a tamogun. Activity in that matter is called rajogun. And intelligence behind that activity is called sattvagun, which is there in human being also. Our body is made up of matter. When we identify more and more with the body, we become more and more alsi, because matter likes to, uh, matter gets attracted to matter. So, uh, when we become alsi, we want to go as near to the earth as possible. We don't, when we are lazy, we don't want to stand straight. We want to sit, we want to relax, we want to lie down, we want to go as near as possible to the earth. All our parts, we want them as close to earth as possible. Why? Because that is inertia. Then we have activity happening, constant breathing, constant eating, drinking and digestion and all sorts of things happening. Then at the level of our mind also, thinking is happening constantly activity. But there is intelligence also, which is there in our senses, in our mind, in our intellect, power to understand, power to grasp. So, that uh, law behind our action, there is a pattern behind our action. So, that is that is sattva gun. So, these are part of nature, prakriti. You cannot separate prakriti from it's nature, I mean, it's these gunas. You cannot tell fire to be cool. You cannot say fire, you meditate, try to be, give up all your heat and just stay cool. Chill. A fire cannot. Similarly, if you just sit, don't think, don't do anything, just sit quietly without doing anything. You cannot. Prakriti will force. It's in part of prakriti. So, karyatehi avashak karma sarva prakriti jair gunaihi. But one may say, no, 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 I, I can meditate like that. I can just quieten everything and just sit quietly and all. I have, I have transcended, I have overcome this prakriti. I know the secret. Bhagavan says, if you do, if you try to quieten your, what you call, actions, then you might reach this state instead of reaching the state of meditation. What is it? Karmendriyani sayamya. Karmendriyani 
ये मनसा स्मरन इंद्रियान विमूढ़ात्मा मिथ्याचार उच्यते हाँ कर्मेन्द्रियाणी संयम्य वन हु सेज नो आई विल मेडिटेट आई विल स्टॉप ऑल एक्टिविटीज फ्रॉम हैपनिंग वन कैन ट्राई एंड अटेन लिटिल बिट ऑफ क्वाइटिट्यूड ऑफ द एक्टिविटी एट द लेवल ऑफ द बॉडी एंड दैट टू ओनली एट द एक्सटर्नल लेवल द हैंड्स एंड लेग्स वी कैन कीप दैम अंडर कंट्रोल अवर स्पीच कैन बी कैप्ट अंडर कंट्रोल वी कैन सीट एट वन प्लेस सो कर्मेन्द्रियाणी संयम्य द कर्मेन्द्रियास आर kept under check but who will check the mind the mind will keep functioning so one who prevents the body from acting but his mind keeps on thinking of all the actions if his mind keeps on indulging in the various pleasures of the objects huh that type of meditation if somebody is doing bhagwan says This is just a wastage of time. Mithyacharha. This is a false activity, or this is like hypocrisy. Indriyarthan vimodhatma. One tries to move. That mind keeps on moving in the sense objects. Such a person, Bhagwan calls him vimodhatma. Moodha means foolish. Vimodha means visheshena foolish. Means one who has taken special uh, phd in foolishness vishesh foolish see there are ordinary foolish people but some are more intelligently foolish so bhagwan says he is called vimudha atma mithyacharasya uchyate he is just wasting his time so don't sit and meditate if you are not ready but become ready by following the path of karma yoga or pujya gurudev used to says get up from that seat of meditation and perform action with that karma yoga attitude and once you perform once you become fit meditation will automatically happen you don't have to do anything special but if you are not fit then you will be simply getting agitated more and more सो इंद्रियार्थान विमूढ़ात्मा मिथ्याचारस्य उच्यते सच अ पर्सन इज कॉल्ड मिथ्याचारी ओनली बिकॉज फोर्सफुली वी कैन स्टॉप द बॉडी फ्रॉम एक्टिंग बट हु विल प्रिवेंट द माइंड माइंड इज गोइंग नॉट बाय अवर डिसीजन यू कैनॉट से माइंड डोंट थिंक एंड इट विल नॉट लिसन बिकॉज इट इज नॉट थिंक इट इज नॉट थिंकिंग ऑन योर कमांड it is thinking on the basis of the samskar it is not listening to the ahankar when i say mind don't think who is speaking ahankar is speaking but mind is not bothered about ahankar why will it listen to ahankar it's like the fan is moving and i tell the fan oh fan please stop moving sorry you keep on talking you keep on telling it hundreds of time the fan will not stop because it is not moving or not moving because of you it is moving and moving because of the electricity which is flowing through it similarly the mind is thinking because of the samskar the impressions of that 
what is called prakriti which is there, which is making it think. So it will keep on thinking. So such activity is called mithyachar, hypocrisy. So hey Arjuna, don't be, an, be a hypocrite, but perform that, follow the path of karma yoga and then reach the state of enlightenment. More about this we will see in our class tomorrow. सर्वे सन्तु निरामयः सर्वे भद्राणि पश्यन्तु मा कश्चित् दुःखभाग भवेत् असतो मा सद्गमय तमसो मा ज्योतिर्गमय मृत्योर्मा अमृतंगमय ओम पूर्णमद पूर्णमिदं पूर्णात् पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादाय पूर्णमेवावशिष्यते ओम शान्ते शान्ते शान्ति हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम